Hey, good morning. It's Wednesday. It's April 11th. And I have a quote of the day from a French writer, Nicholas Chamfort. He was born April 6th, 1741, and he passed April 13th, 1794. And the quote is this. The most wasted day of all is that on which we have not laughed. Okay. Let's go out there and have a great Wednesday. And here are your horoscopes for April 11th from the New York Post and Sally Brompton. Aquarius, do you push ahead with a project that is going to take up a large slice of your time and energy or do you postpone it until your schedule is a little less busy? Chances are, if you delay today, you will delay forever, so get on with it. Pisces, you have always found it easy to forgive and forget. Your heart is made that way, but today you will need to show a touch of real toughness. If only to remind certain people that there are limits to your tolerance. They'll get the message. Aries, just because someone occupies a position of power does not mean you have to go along with everything they say and do. Today's Sun-Pluto link suggests you may have to make a stand and put principle first. Others will admire you for it. Taurus, You have made no end of sacrifices for other people in recent weeks and have every right to ask for something in return. Whether or not you get it is another matter entirely, but don't be afraid to speak up. In fact, don't ask, demand. Gemini, you may like to pretend that you don't care what people think of you, but it isn't true, and what happens today may hurt your self-image a little. Don't get uptight about it. Learn what you can from what others say and then move on. Cancer, you don't lack for courage or confidence, but you may need a bit more common sense if you are about to make the most of your current opportunities. Can you trust what people in positions of power are telling you? Do some digging and find out. Leo, there is no point planning too far ahead at the moment because today's Sun-Pluto link warns there are going to be some major changes over the next few days. They may not affect you directly, but they will affect you via other people, so be ready. Virgo, try not to be influenced by things you do not have the power to change. The message of the stars for you today is that you must channel your energy into areas where you can shape the outcome Always be positive in your thinking. Libra, you know you are capable of so much more than you are currently doing, so why are you holding back? Whatever the reason, you need to come to terms with it quickly because time is running out. Stop making plans and start taking action. Scorpio, you seem unable to decide whether to get serious about a relationship or whether to keep it on a merely friendly level. And only you can decide, but the fact that you have doubts suggests you may know deep down that it's not a true love match. Sagittarius, a friend or colleague will offer what sounds like good advice today, but if your sixth sense isn't too happy about it, you would be wise, wise to reject it. Chances are there is a factor that both they and you have missed. Give it time to show itself and finally Capricorn if someone lets you down at the last moment don't get angry about it just treat it 
It's one of those things that happens sometimes. Why waste your emotional energy on something that is of only minor importance in the greater scheme of things? And these are your horoscopes for April 11th. If you are born today, April 11th, you are fiercely protective of those you love and you will rise to any challenge, quickly picking yourself up after a fall. You are hopeful and mostly optimistic, although you are subject to many mood swings, of which only those closest to you truly know about. You are generous with your time and quite helpful, but you also instinctively know when to draw the line as you need time to and for yourself. Famous people born today include Trisha Helfer, Josh Stone, Ellen Goodman, and Jennifer Esposito. So happy birthday, Aries. Today in Rock, April 11th, In 1956, while flying from Amarillo to Nashville, Elvis Presley's plane is forced to make an emergency landing in Arkansas. The incident will leave him with a permanent fear of air travel. That same year, James Brown has his first chart entry when Please, Please, Please debuts on the Billboard R&B chart. Rising slowly at first, the record would climb to number six by the summer and sell over a million copies. In 2004, It was ranked number 142 on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. In 1959, after the BBC lifts its ban on the coaster's new single, Charlie Brown, the song is played on radio's Pick of the Pops. It will go on to become the group's best-selling UK hit, reaching number six. In 1961, 19-year-old Bob Dylan debuted as a solo artist when he opened for John Lee Hooker at Gerd's Folk City in New York. In 1963, Jerry and the Pacemakers were at number one on the UK singles chart with How Do You Do It? The song wouldn't catch on in the US until the fall of 1964 when it did go to number nine. In 1964, The Beatles set another music industry record when they had 14 songs on the Billboard Hot 100. The songs ranged from Can't Buy Me Love at number one to Love Me Do at 81. In 1965, the New Musical Express, the most important music trade paper in Britain, hosted a concert at London's Wembley Empire Pool featuring The Beatles, The Rolling Stones, Tom Jones, The Seekers, Freddie and the Dreamers, The Animals, The Kinks, Herman's Hermits, The Moody Blues, Them, Scylla Black, and Donovan. In 1966, NBC broadcast the last episode of the rock and roll TV show Hullabaloo, which features Paul Anka, Leslie Gore, Peter and Gordon, and The Circle. The show had been on the air since January 1965, a year after ABC came up with Shindig. In 1967, while flying back to London from the U.S., Paul McCartney writes Magical Mystery Tour and lays out some ideas for the film. In 1968, Janis Joplin, along with Big Brother and the Holding Company, made their national TV debut on ABC TV's Hollywood Palace. In 1970, Peter Green, founding member of Fleetwood Mac, 
announces he is leaving the band to follow his religious beliefs. That same year, Norman Greenbaum's Spirit in the Sky tops out at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Although the song would sell over two million copies, it would be his only U.S. Top 40 hit. In 1977, after being paid $40,000 for a show in Sydney, Australia, Alice Cooper is placed under house arrest at his hotel until he posts a bond for $59,632. That amount was the sum that a local promoter claimed to have paid Cooper for a 1975 Australia tour he never made. The two settle when it is found that the promoter did not fulfill his part of the agreement either. 1981, uh, Van Halen, lead guitarist Eddie Van Halen, marries Valerie Bertinelli, co-star of the 1980s television hit One Day at a Time. The two had met eight months earlier when Bertinelli's brother dragged her to a Van Halen concert in Shreveport, Louisiana. Their marriage would last 25 years. That same year, Daryl Hall and John Oates reached the top spot on Billboard's Hot 100 with their 10th Top 40 hit, Kiss on My List. The tune was a number 33 hit in the UK. In 1983, Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes perform Up Where We Belong at the Academy Awards in L.A., where the song wins in the Best Original Song category. The record had reached number one in America in November 1982, selling over 2 million copies. In 1985, a court ruling gave the rock group Boston the right to record for MCA instead of CBS. The legal dispute had prevented the release of the band's third album for more than five years. In 1986, Dave Clark Musical Time opened at London's Dominion Theatre, starring Cliff Richard. Despite poor reviews, the show enjoyed a long run. In 1988, Cher wins the Best Actress Oscar for her performance in the film Moonstruck. In 1997, Grand Funk reformed for a three-concert tour to raise money for the Bosonian American Relief Fund. Further gigs were booked over the following 18 months and a three-CD collection was released in 1999. In 2006, June Pointer, the youngest of the four Pointer sisters, died of cancer at the age of 52. The quartet went from teenage gospel singers to the top of the pop charts with such hits as Fire, Slow Hand, and I'm So Excited. In 2011, Ray Davies of the Kinks told Rollingstone.com that he was scheduled to meet with his brother Dave to discuss a possible reunion. Earlier attempts were derailed when Dave suffered a stroke in 2004. In 2013, with an estimated fortune of $1.05 billion, Paul McCartney once again topped the Sunday Times Rich List, a rundown of Britain's wealthiest musicians. Maka has been at the top of every rich list since the London newspaper began compiling it in 1989. 2015, the UK charts compiler www.officialcharts.com began publishing weekly charts tracking sales of the top 40 vinyl albums and top 40 
singles for the first time. The new charts were set to reflect Britain's renewed interest in music on vinyl, according to a spokesperson for OCC. In 2014, vinyl sales in the UK cracked the 1 million mark for the first time since the mid-90s, but that still only accounted for roughly 2% of the UK's recorded music market. And in 2017, Jay Giles, who led his band to 10 Billboard Top 40 hits between 1972 and 1982, died of natural causes at the age of 71. Among his best-known songs were chart-topping Centerfold and Freeze Frame. And that's your day in rock. So why is England the wettest country? It's simple. It's because so many kings and queens have been reigning there. Hey there, so today is National Pet Day, National Cheese Fondue Day, National 8-Track Tape Day, National Submarine Day, National Barbershop Quartet Day, National Bookmobile Day. Now, if I were going to pick something to celebrate, I'd be stuck between National Bookmobile Day and National 8-Track Tape Day. 8-Track Tape, that was like the best thing ever. My dad had these 8-Track Tapes and he wouldn't let us use the record player, but for some reason he would let us stick these 8-track tapes into the 8-track tape player downstairs. And um, we owned about three or four tapes. And uh, one of them was Fiddler on the Roof. And the other one was Peter, Paul, and Mary. I think I think we had Dr. Zhivago. I didn't really care for that one. We didn't play it. Um, but anyway, you know... That was so exciting to us that we could stick these 8-tracks in and play this music. And, um, you know, I have fond memories of me and my sisters downstairs dancing and singing along to these songs. And uh, National Bookmobile Day was like, whoa, the bookmobile's coming! Because I love to read. I was a real bookworm. And... I was always excited at the chance to get a brand new book and that I would be able to bring it home. It wasn't a library book because my mother was a staunch advocate of the library and that we did not need to own books. So if I had a chance to own a book, I was always like, whoa, I can own this book. Anyway, I think my mother actually was right about that. You really should be circulating books because then you get stacks of books and you kind of look at them and go, why do I have all these books in my house? I'm not going to read again. But, you know, back then it was really exciting. Um, National Cheese Fondue Day, I have no interest in. I, I really think that's disgusting. I'm sorry to those of you who really love National Cheese Fondue Day. So anyway, there's this funny article on the internet on Jalopnik and it says guy might be building his own ramp off the New York State Thruway well me being in New York I just have to read this and it says the Seneca Nation has long had a contentious relationship with the state of New York 
over a tiny stretch of the New York State Thruway south of Buffalo since part of it runs through tribal territory. The latest potential dispute is an off-ramp that may or may not be in the process of being built by a tribe member leading to his smoke shop. The person doing the construction work was identified as Eric White, a Seneca, and he is also the owner of Big Indian Smoke Shop in Irving, New York. White and other Senecas have been doing battle with New York State for years over cigarette taxes, which the state has said the Senecas have illegally avoided paying, while tribe members say that as a sovereign nation, they have no obligation to pay. Hmm. You know, I really see the point of the Native Americans at this uh, juncture. I really don't think we should be collecting anything from these guys. We took their land. Now we're going to tax them for it? No, I don't think they I don't think they should pay taxes. As one tribe member put it to the New York Times in 2011, it could be cigarettes today. It was beaver pelts 300 years ago. The Seneca president Robert Odawi Porter said in an interview, what we have to defend is the principle that the state of New York has no authority to reach into our nation. Listen, I'm going with this guy. I think he's right. Which brings us back to White, who recently lost a court ruling ordering him to pay $2.4 million in fines over untaxed cigarettes, according to WGRV. I hope he's appealing that. White claimed that the sale and transportation of the cigarettes was legal, despite their not having a tax stamp, because they were native brands being shipped from one reservation to another in the state. He also claimed state police illegally searched the truck. White also argued that the fines levied were three and a half times what the cigarettes were worth, a total so grossly disproportionate to their value that it would be considered excessive under the Eighth Amendment. The administrative law judge rejected each argument in upholding the state's claim in a 50-page decision. Now, in what appears to be a protest related to the decision, White is doing something, something on tribal lands near the thruway. That looks a lot like an off-ramp, which WGRV caught on video. White has not commented on what exactly he's planned for this site. When I called Big Indian Smoke Shop, someone answered the phone and hung up. A lawyer for White, though, told WGRV that his client believes there is no valid easement that the thruway has over sovereign territory. Further, if White is planning to build an off-ramp, Seneca Nation isn't on board. In his statement to WGRZ, it made clear it does not support or condone any effort by White to construct an exit from the thruway to his smoke shop, which also sells tax-free gasoline, if that is indeed what his plan is. Well, we are aware of the activity being undertaken by an individual on the Cattaraugus territory, the Seneca Nation has no role whatsoever in what is taking place. Though we know the reason for his actions, we look for a safe resolution addressing this situation, the statement read. The Federal Highway Administration referred uh, referred the writer of the story to the New York State Thruway Authority, who, of course, did not immediately return a request for comment. Oh, my God, of course not. Let me call the New York State Thruway Authority. 
Who the hell answers the phone there? Like nobody. So White's intentions remain somewhat of a mystery for now, though all of this may come to a head later this month when White's appeal in the cigarette case will be heard in New York Court of Appeals, its highest court, with a new Interstate 90 off-ramp possibly also in the balance. And then they have an update on this story. Oh, I guess somebody, somebody picked up the phone at the New York State Thruway Authority. This is funny. A spokesperson with the New York State Thruway Authority said in a statement, the safety of motorists is paramount, and we are looking into the matter to ensure the work does not interfere with the operation of the thruway. Yeah, that sounds like a statement. Anyway, you know, I don't think this guy should be taxed. I just don't. You know, I'm reading a lot of Orange County history and New York State history and all of it. And I got to tell you, it is just disgusting how we took the land from these Indians. And they basically, you know, they were shoved off or they got sick from our diseases. And we basically just came in and said, you know, I know you guys live here, but we're going to take this land now because, um, you know, we're just, we're just going to do that. So, um, we, we just could never make amends to these people. And, you know, taxing them is uh, just, to me, out of the question. And the Indian reservations are still such places of poverty, and um, they have addiction problems, they have educational issues. It's not easy. And I don't think we can ever, ever make it up to the Native Americans for what we did. And You know, I know we talk about the slavery a lot and I understand that, you know, we're, we're trying to shift the balance there, but I don't feel like we ever, ever properly try to shift the balance when it comes to Native Americans. So, hey, that's it. We're on Wednesday. We're going to be back tomorrow. Take it easy. Bye.